<laughs> yeah, we're just going to drop in there before going to the corner and try it again. It's good. Bus. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of It's All Music, the music interview podcast with Carrie, Henny, and Quirky. Your host, the H Bomb, Owen Hennessy, co hosts Mike Carey, and me, Dave Quirk. We're honoured to be sitting down today with this singer, songwriter, and musician living in East Cork. A man who has made himself a steadfast presence in the folk and Irish traditional music scene here over the years, but more so than ever this past year. 2022 saw him venture into the world of the solo performer, releasing his debut album, two singles with accompanying videos, playing his own music in a wide range of great venues, folk festivals, radio shows, and getting to share the stage with some of the greats in folk here in Ireland. This man and his bazooki have been busy, and I just hope he has brought it with him here today. Please give it up for and welcome, Mr. O. Jordan! Here comes old Jordan, old Jordan, old fucking Jordan. Old Jordan. Owen Jordan, welcome to Knockadoon. Welcome to the It's On Music podcast. Uh, this is our opportunity to share stories and knowledge and experiences from music and entertainment throughout the years, and we're glad to have you. The first question I'm going to ask you is the same I ask every guest. Let's go back to the very beginning, your early days. What okay. can you remember in the house? What, could, what were you listening to? What was influencing you? And did you come from a musical family? Um... I suppose I didn't come from a musical family. My father played a bit of guitar. He sang an awful lot. Um, all right. Well, I suppose it was, you know, early 80s in Ireland. Everybody sang, you know, people mm. fucking had two points and that was it. And, yeah, you know, burst into song. Um, but he listened to an awful lot of music when we were growing up. So mostly kind of folky stuff. Um, Are you from Cork? Are you from, as am, in where you're living now? No, no, no. Um, Ballinhasig. Originally, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not a stronghold of music, really, kind of hurling country, really. Yeah, know. but um, yeah, so he listened to a lot of a lot of folk music, a lot of Irish stuff, you know, Christy Moore, Mary Black, um, the Dubliner stuff like that. But he was into a lot of American singer songwriters as well, and kind of American and Canadian singer songwriters. So people like uh, Gordon Lightfoot, um, he was big into Simon and Garfunkel, um, early Dylan. Early Leonard Cohen, Glenn Campbell, stuff like that. You know, massive folk influence. So in yeah, your house. yeah, it was big. And then I have an uncle who's about six years older than me. Um, he'd be my father's younger brother, and he influenced me as well during the eighties. He'd have been into bands like The Cult and The Cure and The Mission, and he was into yes. things like Madness and stuff like that. He was a bit of a new romantic. No, he post punk. Yeah, kind of post-punk stuff, I suppose. But he was into Neil Young as well, but like the electric Neil Young, whereas my father was into Harvest and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, my uncle was into Weld and Ragged Glory. Yeah, and the, yeah. you know, the grungy or yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I suppose the two of them were the main influence. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you had already early on, you had the Irish stuff, ballady mm. type of stuff, mm. and you also had the American, more rootsy Americana-style yeah. folk stuff. Mm. Which is quite indicative of what you kind of still listen to today, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I, I probably went back a bit further. I, I had a habit of doing that. I don't know why I just got into this thing of, you know, kind of pre-internet where you'd be listening to... I remember getting into Rory Gallagher and you'd be reading, you know, magazines or reading album sleeves or whatever and there'd be Muddy Waters would be mentioned or Robert Johnson. I was like, Jesus, I have to find out who that is and what they sound like. But yeah. You know, you didn't have YouTube or anything no. like that, so it was a case of... Having you know, to actually um, <coughs> source something out and go looking for something. Well, that's yeah. it, and not being able to afford it half the time either. Like, yeah. So yeah. I remember being in a friend's house, and he had an older brother who was into blues and stuff like that, and I found, like, Muddy Waters London sessions and turned around the back of it, and it turned out Rory Gallagher had played guitar, and it was, oh, can I borrow this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you would have otherwise would have never heard of it. No, no, no. Because no, no, no. there was no deep dives. You could go on the internet or forums and threads where you could no. read for days That's about it, the bands yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah. Like we said on the, on the podcast before, Mike, there was always someone in school who you went to for yep. knowledge. That's like, right, yeah. Or yeah, you, yeah. Get to, yeah. you get your copy tape off them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you say, tape, listen, uh, I, I, like, I like Pantera. 
So what else should I go for next? That's well, you need to go to Soulfly. Like before the internet, you needed to have an Oracle figure. Oracle, I was trying to think. Who would do it? Yeah, who would do it for you? And C90s were great as well because you could usually get two albums on those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where did you go to get when you weren't at your friend's house, robbing his albums? Where, like, where did you go to find music, or where did you source it out? Let's say it's just anywhere you could really. Yeah. Do you know, yeah, like yeah. I remember um, there was a program MTUSA yeah. was on RT, Vincent Hanley was the guy who presented it. Oh, yeah. And that was yeah. one of the first times I discovered something that I kind of wasn't influenced into liking, you know. There was, um, yeah. there was a team tune which was kind of like, I don't know, a bit of a mix of like a kind of an MTV type thing. And then it went into the opening riff from Follow Me by Rory Gallagher. Yeah. And I was like, what's that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that riff as well. It's yeah. just three chords, but when he plays oh. it with the, the pan muted downstrokes of you it actually is a kind of light bulb moment for me with music. Yeah, like, yeah. I can how can you make three chords sound like that? I want to do it kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that's the difference. Like, You know, there was stuff like they used to show videos like Dire Straits and stuff like that that you didn't really see on Top of the Pops is the only other place you'd see music videos at the time. Yeah. And uh, they showed stuff that was kind of big in America and things like Van Halen and stuff like that that I wouldn't have been into, but, you know, yeah. there's a guy jumping around playing amazing guitars. Oh, Christ. Yeah. You know? That yeah. wasn't on RT, though, was it? Mm. It was, was yeah. It? yeah mm. it was, well, it was, when are we talking here? I don't remember that. Early 90s. No, 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 mid 80s. Mid 80s, yeah, but it was, was Nighthawks. Yeah, but 85, that kind of way. Yeah. yeah. No, I was young too, like I was only 10 at that stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing what it influenced you. I remember growing up, and I was a bit after that, but I remember um, VH1 was oh, kind yeah. of a classic, yeah. more kind of classic hits That's show. Right. Yeah. And in the morning before school, I'd watch an hour of it. Mm. It was oh. the first time I heard... George Michael, it was the first time I heard Dire Straits, it was the first mm. time I heard these guys, and mm. I didn't gravitate towards the stuff on Top 30 Hits, you know? Yeah. Mm. And then the first year someone bought me a DVD box set of the old Grey Whistle Test. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's fantastic, yeah. Uh, obviously, it was filmed way before my time, but yeah. that beats yeah. them all. That beats yeah. Top of the Pops. Yeah, yeah. Beats, uh, what was the thing on Sunday morning on RT? The Beatbox. The Beatbox. I won a competition on that. Tell us. Tell us. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that age where you just were starting to get away without going to Mass, you know. So that was a sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> You're not quite a grown-up yet, but they've given up on forcing you to go to Mass. So I was at home Sunday morning, and it was Simon Young and the guy that used to do Formula One. Oh. Oh, yeah. Peter Collins. Yeah. Yes. It was the two of them, they were hosting it, and the question was there was two singles after being re released by The Clash. Oh. What were they? Rock the Casbah and London Calling. No, Rock the Casbah and Should I Stay or Should I Where Go? Because right. I think Should I Stay or Should I Go was on a jeans ad or something she, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Or was it a chewing gum ad? They re released the hand yeah, 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 one or the other. Yeah. Do you remember at that stage, like the, the Levi's ads, yeah. they'd have things like 20th Century Boy by yeah, yeah. T-Rex. Um, managed by by muddy waters and things like that, yeah. you know. And, uh, like you'd be waiting for the next one. Like, yeah. oh, what are they going to have in the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can you imagine the naivety of it? Like, unbelievable. You know, we yeah. didn't have yeah. headbangers ball. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? We didn't have these things the American kids had. Like, you know, yeah. no, not at all. I remember my favorite song on Top Thirty Hits was the team tune because they played a little bit of a corn riff on at the start. <laughs> And I remember, what was the one on top of the pops? There was Led Zeppelin track on yeah, that. Yeah, a whole lot of love. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing I, I heard. I heard an Offspring song on the Dane once. And I just... <laughs> what? Like, to I had to ring all the lads on the landline like, to tell them, it's Offspring, I'm telling you. Like, I thought we were cool. Yeah. But you won, so you won... I did. Um, I, I won... <laughs> Did you have to post in a postcard to do that now? No, I just picked up the phone and like there was a number that you said, I presume it came up on screen. I can't remember. This is about 91. And... um. Yeah, well, I know that actually were 35, what are you on about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I couldn't believe it. I got through to these people and I chatted to them and I'm looking at them on telly and like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, I was totally choked up. I didn't know what to say. Like, so did they... 
But did they give you me had a... to answer the question then again. As yeah, well. so you answered the question then. The two Clash songs, and uh, and then they just started showing you stuff. You know, oh, this is what you're after winning. What they so doing? There was a bazooki. <laughs> in 91 there was um, a walkman that was in the shape of one of those coca-cola fridges I <laughs> <laughs> was it a Sony walkman I didn't know it was <laughs> coca-cola brand cheap ass yeah, 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 yeah. coca-cola walkman. thing yeah. a walkman yeah. is that what you Actually, want I think there was a bunch of t-shirts and albums and videos and so- there was a video of some tribute concert to John Lennon so that was kind of I think I remember those bundles they used to give away. I just always watch that Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. 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 You go get a hat and there'll be t-shirts and albums. Thrown in by Irish bands who were out at the time. Bit of a vlog and something like that. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. That's a great... uh, Do you think that's in the archives anywhere? You and the... Of course it is. Do they hold on to everything? Do they hold on to everything? Yeah, the archives, yeah. Only the good stuff. So they probably hold on to it. They have it in the before they were famous section. They'll be hanging on to it. So. And what age were you when you started Brilliant. playing? 15. You got a guitar at 15. Yeah, my father had a guitar. Um, he had a Yamaha acoustic, which, I mean, it wasn't one of the high-end ones. It wasn't like the Yamaha Red Labels or whatever, but would have been the ones that came after that, which they were still a fine guitar. Yeah, a fine guitar. They yeah. were good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the amp, of course, never at that age. You, that's one thing I remember. Fellas had nice enough guitars at that age, but oh, no yeah. one had a nice amp. No. No, sure you didn't. combo But he had this guitar at home, and I'd be just messing around when he wasn't around and couldn't see me, you know, mm. messing with him. You'd be trying to figure out, like, you know Typical crap on one string, like yeah. smoke and the water or whatever. Yeah, you know. well, I haven't mastered yeah. it yet, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Would you know Stay that? Stay at it, honestly. Yeah. 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 Not to nod out, but it's played, it's played on two strings at the same time. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nobody and does it right. And it's yeah. pinched, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's no. right. Yeah. But go on, anyway. You were better one um, mastering so these classics. That's it, mastering, <laughs> butchering these classics. And yeah, I just decided to get one for Christmas and uh, I got. A Marlin Slammer, which I still have, which was a Strat oh. copy. Yeah, but they were MDF Jeez. or the chipboard or something. No, they weren't. These were these were made in um, in East Germany. No, they were actually. I had a Marlin Sidewinder base. Had you? Yeah. And was it MDF? Yeah, it was made. It was. I think it might have been paper mache. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I, I left it in the shed and it went soggy anyway. Okay. No, <laughs> this was actually Andrew. It's made a wee to mix. It's made a wee to mix. This was definitely, um, well, the East German equivalent of Alder, whatever. Did it stay in tune and everything? It did. It wasn't a bad guitar. Although, frustration, I'd throw it like every now and again. I know, yeah. Yeah. Over not mastering fucking Sweet Child of Mine or something. Yeah, yeah. I know. And how long was the transition from starting playing your guitar to forming a band? I'd say the band was formed beforehand. (laughs) 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 What was the name of your first band? I, you'll have to ask Conor O'Brien that. Actually, I was leading you into, I was leading you down the path here. Your first band was mentioned on this podcast before. What was the name of the band? Don't know. No, it, no. it had several. Na- it kind of changed every week, really, because we couldn't settle on the name. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. so what were you doing? What were you kind of stuff were you doing? That time, uh, I suppose probably bollocksing around with things like road yeah. blues and stuff yeah. like that. No, I mean, <laughs> really, really, yeah, really bollocksing around with them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's important though you have to it bother is, it the time, yeah, yeah. at the yeah, time yeah, yeah. like you for me I that. keep saying it I had a band at that age and it was the fucking most important thing in the world yeah. to me it was like, mm. you know? well, we started writing songs straight away like there was four of us I suppose in the band but myself and Connor in particular started writing songs straight away no they weren't good like do you know I mean there was none of us were writing Penny Lane or anything at that age but you know we were still getting out and actually writing songs that great it is looking back, and yeah, it is. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, at the yeah. time, you don't know it's bad, though. But you like know, if I wrote songs back then. Like, yeah, they were all like, but I didn't know. I was just enjoying the f- doing it. You know, there is mm. no practice where the first project you do is oh. any good, though, is there? Like, Jesus you know, the Lord. first time you swing a hurley, you don't hit the ball. Like, oh, you're just learning, learning. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. you have to. Yeah. There's an importance of 
you know, cutting your teeth. And That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Going like, out there and being shit and, and telling your kids it's okay to be shit at something for yeah, a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, because... Yeah, like, you'd imagine the first time you two met, they didn't come out with pride or whatever. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. And yeah. then they went full circle and now they have shite coming out every couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I but it's like you have to get it out. You have to get you it. It's to like get you have to cough system. it up. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. what, do you tell, what do you tell your kids when they go out anything? Keep at it. Keep make the, mis- make make the mistakes. mistakes yeah, like. yeah. Music is one of those funny ones that people pick up a guitar and, uh, you know, you're meant to come straight out with a classic, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. But sometimes a mistake can be... F- is there any of those songs that from this beginning that you still play? No. no. God, no. No. I can remember little bits, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's probably tapes somewhere. I know there's tapes at home of me singing and we, playing songs when I was first started, you know, the people shuffling around in the background. You know, yeah, the old we were, Panasonic little yeah, yeah, yeah. Top double deck thing and I like, <laughs> recording away. We recorded yeah. a, a demo at 15 and yeah. someone told us if you can't afford to copyright something properly, post it back to post yourself. Post it to yourself in yeah. registered post. Yeah, and don't break the seal, keep it somewhere. And at home in my mother's house is four song EP from the band I was in when I was 15 and where did you record it? Tony Hunter in Middleton do you remember Tony down in um, what's the name of the estate next to the tech he was number yes. one in there Rock Freedom Record Rock Grove number okay. one Rock he had a garage there converted he did yeah and oh, he yeah. used to do yeah. lessons and he used to do recording yeah. and I na- the name suited the, the band yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, we went in there he earned his money with us we didn't know what we were doing like original oh. stuff yeah, mm. yeah, original stuff. Yeah, we were in a Queen of Cover band, and we were doing. Was a happy Sally, no? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was my not my first. My first band was a metal band. Mm. For, first band I was in was literally like we've no bass player. I'll get one, you know. And that's that's, like, that's yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. well, the same thing. <coughs> with, no, I didn't. I ended up not playing bass, but it was like. We we already have guitars, so you have to get a bass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Joe Collins said something similar recently yeah. that that's how he started playing bass, like you know, ten guitarists, that's and no everyone, bass player, drummer. That's it. Everyone wants to be a guitar player, like you yeah. see the guitar right, player yeah. getting the women, yeah. like you know. Yeah. And I think I want to do that, like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I used to be looking at Lemmy and Phil Linnett, and I was like. Mm, no, they're onto something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I was influenced by the two of them as well. Yeah. How do you sell a death guy a frog? Do you want to buy a frog? <laughs> Are you? Yeah. How the hell did Lemmy keep going for so long the way he was? Because he was a real lifer. I mean, he yeah, but he, he went to fast get his in the po- end. He did, like, yeah. He, and he went kind of sadly. Yes. He went kind of lonely for yeah. him, didn't yeah. it? I mean, he was down and gambling in the corner of the yeah, what's the name of the club. The rainbow. The rainbow. Yeah. And, yeah. and and he used to be down at the poker machine getting his post delivered there. God. Yeah. He didn't know his son came to visit him sometimes, but it was like, mm. he had no human contact really in the That's end. That's really, no, you know? no. It's a no. sad story, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The really saddest paradise I don't know if any of you have ever seen the... Uh, Funeral footage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave Grohl. Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave Grohl gives a speech. They've got his Marshall stack set up on the That's high gain right, channel. Yeah. yeah. And someone goes up and just pops the instrument. You know, that distorted sound. They yeah. just leave, they leave it ringing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, you know, this, the crowd is dispersing and just noticed it. I remember um, just a couple of months before he died, um, Glastonbury that summer. They put them on the, the the main stage, which they'd never have done only for the fact that, that he was on the way out. Yeah, he yeah. was on the way out, and like he came out, he had a big pair of sunglasses on and the hat, and he was really skinny. And yeah. you know, for a man who was always so big, like big, the Rickenbacker yeah. looked huge, and it looked yeah. like he was too heavy. And yeah. I remember reading a thing that apparently he was using nylon strings because he just couldn't, couldn't fret them. Couldn't fret them, and mm. the fact that he used a pick as well, like yeah. he was struggling to hold the pick as well. That's bad, like. But they did for the encore section of it, or or the end part. They did Ace of Spades, and then finished with Overkill. Yeah. And there are there is a part of it that's kind of similar. There's a bit in Overkill where it stops and it starts again with the bass, and it's yeah. like the start of Ace of Spades. Yeah. And next thing he started singing Ace of Spades. He still went yeah. back into the other song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. He was starting to go at that stage. Yeah. That's, God, that's it's hard to watch. It, it was. was it is. It was, yeah. You'd rather yeah. not see it, like. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah, you'd rather remember him as he was. As his glory.
sounds a bit. One thing that was really cool is that year that he died, I went to download in Donington and mm. they played on the big screens mm. and more had a live set for the crowd. Okay. And, you know, it was from the late 80s. Yeah. So, and it. Filthy Animal Taylor and okay, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really in their fucking heyday, like yeah. you know. We myself, my wife saw them in the Olympia in two thousand and six. I think it was. Fuck it, it was so loud. You wouldn't, yeah, like, it's crazy sta- loud. It like. started loud, but like yeah. by the end of it, your skin has been peeled back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. They were brilliant. Yeah. They were really, yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, know? I saw Slayer in the marquee. I see Slayer a few times, but the yeah. particular time I saw him in the marquee, like my yes, no. That's what you want. I saw them in the marquee as well. My eyelids were shaking on my (laughs) face. Rain and blood, remember the the toms (laughs) of. Fuck! Heaviest, loudest, kind of. But in the years, like, Jesus. Oh, yeah, should check out the Yeah, they finished. Yeah, they finished. They called the hall to it, yeah. yeah. Which was, which it sometimes is, do you know, that's the right thing to do. Like, I see bands, like, touring on after, mm. like, you know, I know Pantera out in the road, no, mm. like, but sure. Mm. As I said, I saw a Pantera tribute band in Cove at Christmas that were more authentic than the current Pantera okay, yeah, that are yeah, out on the yeah, road. Like, they're yeah, just, yeah. you know, two, or it was actually ended up as just Phil and Simon, one original member. Like, That's you know right. these bands yeah. that you see going around the place, like uh, uh, Leonard Skinner up until a couple of years ago, and sure, there was only... T- well, they're still going. So and every original member every, is yeah, dead. Yeah, so Gary Rosington died, <laughs> was it about three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, and I thought, that, fuck, they're, they're going to have to stop now. Ed King died, it's Ed King, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, Colin, and then sure, Tree died in the plane crash. That's right, yeah. yeah. So there's no, Artemis Pyle is still, in, still alive, the drummer, but he doesn't play with them. Yeah, yeah, he so hasn't for years. Yeah. And he wasn't the original drummer, anyway. So the current Leonard Skinner that you see going around this, have nothing to do with well, how Skinner. how though how do they, can they carry As the younger name? brother of the oh, original right. lead singer mm. Donny Van Zandt That's is the right, front yeah. person yeah, okay. of this band yeah. right. so he's and has going. kind of inherited it right. but I mean I, I remember reading a thing a few years ago it was about Kiss now I mean I don't like Kiss but uh, you know occasionally you read an article about it hang on a second I don't Kiss do you like Kiss early Kiss is so good but it's so badly recorded I can't and in 80s Kiss is so Jesus kind of a guilty pleasure for me like you know George here on TLG well (laughs) (laughs) that's the most I mentioned sorry (laughs) go on anyway you don't like like quick before he starts (laughs) talking we were watching George here we were watching George here and it's a great show yes (laughs) 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 so go on sorry to put you off course but you like you like Kiss no I don't like Kiss but uh, it's fan it was an interview with what's Gene Gene Simmons and he was saying about when they do have to retire that they'd probably rent out the franchise and I thought oh fuck is that the way imagine how bad that would be Kiss can't even sell tickets how's the Kiss franchise tribute band got to do it can you do that you can is it a franchise is it Weird. Yeah. It's not like a pub license or something. Well, well, it probably is. There's a trademark and all that kind of <sighs> shit. Never thought of that. Yeah. There's a couple of bands like that, like you know, like bands touring and two different versions. Like there's two Smokies going along the place, yeah. like you know. I couldn't name a Kiss. Song. As, if you, need a as if you needed two Smokies. <laughs> 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 the world needs another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. If you're living next door to Alice, what about this? What was a
Henny, name a kiss song for Mike. Uh, uh, Shutter, I'd say Love Gun, Detroit Rock City, no, God Gave Rock and Roll to You, It's Crazy Nights. Uh, you know God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Yeah, it was originally uh, by yeah, Argan. 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 Yeah. I never knew they this. They wrote that. Okay. They did it on the Old Grey Whistle test. Then a kiss covered it. Okay. No, it's not as cheesy, but it's got the musicality. It's a great song. Okay. Mm. But uh, Kiss, yeah, okay. yeah. No, I know one of them anyway. Yeah. Rock and roll all night. Yeah, and party every day. Yes. Sing about it. And party all night. Oh, Jesus. Like, it's like they're in the room. I'm all for the rock. This is one of those bands that we actually didn't hear over here no. until MTV came out. That's right. Yeah. Over no. here. When okay. they had MTV over there for years before we had it, we kind of got Kiss after. I saw them on top of the Pops doing Crazy Nights, or it was the, the video of Crazy Nights they played it. And because I remember I used to read Kerrang at the time, and it was like, oh, you know what? And they'd announce it to start a oh, new video by whatever, Kiss, yeah. and, you know, and all the usual crap. Um, and then they said Kiss, and I thought, oh, that's a heavy metal band. I must watch this. No, you oh, yeah. know, because uh, it wasn't no. heavy metal. What did they call that? Glam rock or something? Glam rock, yeah. Like yeah. Glam rock, yeah. yeah. My missus yeah. at home now is just obsessed with a current band called Ghost, right? Okay, yeah. Now, yeah, Ghost yeah. are the same trick. They're the same gimmick. It's just the kids today don't remember Kiss. So these what they have is the demonic that's kind right, of yeah. imagery and yeah. look. Yeah. But I mean, the music is just like like it's tame as fuck like, is it? you know yeah. it is yeah. I, but the fucking imagery sells to those who want something darker like, you know I mean if you listen to a ghost song it's no heavier than coming on the but she and it, it's got it's got they kind of sound kind of hemish, you know. Kind of, you know, there's okay. a religious twist in it, and okay. ghost, ghost, yeah. yeah. But like Kiss, their songs, like sure, it's very rock pop. Yeah, no, it's pop a very pop. Band. They actually pop went, band. Band. Yeah. they went yeah. disco for a while. They did. So, as in Gene Simmons is the driving force behind all that. That, as you said, he's going to try and franchise it, turn yeah. it into a franchise. The one thing they're really good at is the whole franchising. I mean, and they had more merchandise, and yeah. they, you could join the Kiss Army. That's you right. could have. Yeah. They had action figures before any bands had this they stuff. Did, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Kiss T-shirts, you know, loads of them. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, people used to collect them and that's it. Movies. It's very iconic, isn't it? The logo, yeah. even or the yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, when you yeah. see them selling them in pennies and the, yeah. the stuff, you know that the brand is strong yeah. still, yeah. even though the music yeah. wasn't. Well, I don't want to say that. I, I think it was. Kick-ass, but yeah, okay. but that's like bands like ACDC and Rush and people like that that toured with them in the seventies. Saw this. Hang on a second. They're onto something. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. another stream of income here that we're completely missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now I want to go back to your music, right? Okay. Um, you gig for years, uh, but quite notably, the Kaylee All Stars was one of your um, yeah. kind of main projects for many yeah. years. Yeah. It's a uh, trad uh, group ensemble deck focused on the Schlieve Lucre style That's of right, playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was an extremely popular band. I mean, mm. you did Electric Picnic for mm. many, many years. Mm. That show <coughs> we were just watching there. No, you were on TG Cahar many times. We were, you? we were on it a few times. No, they, I mean, the, the lads are still going, like, and they, you know, they, they show up on TG Cahar and things like that fairly regularly. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. did you go from the rock stuff? And find that trad stuff. Were you in a cultist group? Were you in no. something? Um, Was it something in your house? You know the way you see kids now put into kind of tin whistle competitions yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That you kind of found it more naturally, more organically. More than naturally, that. yeah. So um, I suppose, as I said, I grew up with the, the folky thing. You know, I was hearing that at home, and then when I started getting into my own music, it was more rock stuff, and you know, yeah, um, uh, yeah and and blues and kind of I suppose earlier heavy metal and stuff like that. But I found with the blues influence and that you'd kind of go back. I, as I said earlier, I, I'd always have to know who people were influenced by. And even things like Led Zeppelin, you're hearing folky stuff and they'd be mentioning 
Bert Jansch and you know all these English folk singers and whatever. So I was like, Christ, I have to find out this stuff. You have to do a deep dive, dive yeah, on it. Like and in as much as you could. And then I started to see, you know, I suppose how that all tied in with the stuff that I had heard growing up as well. And it was like, okay, so this is all kind of linked. And yeah. then a huge one, a kind of a road to Damascus moment. I was going through my father's tape collection at home because, again, like it was just. I was devouring any music I could find and I found the first Planksty album yeah and I threw it on and like the, what's so, on that Raggle Taggle Gypsy, Gypsy that's yeah. the first one on it uh, yeah is the good ship kangaroo on that that's not on that but no. the blacksmith is on it yeah and, I love big ones like yeah, yeah it's a great song brilliant unbelievable yeah 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 um, but like that opens with bazooki mandolin and they're just kind of it's almost like they're going in opposite directions but completely intertwined and I was like oh my god how do human beings play like that and then Christy coming in with a kind of a raspy vocal big pipes in underneath it and epic stuff will you give and, us a Planksty number now oh fuck not to put you on the spot or anything that's exactly what you did. Just because you said it. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's okay. I've done it any better. I'm not racist. <laughs> not racist. instrument when we spoke off air but uh, the bazooka you have there yeah. is a custom built by uh, Marsh yeah. yeah and you had a built for your specification with a piece of timber you wanted it built from didn't you um, no the previous one was like that so this is the second Alton Walsh bazooka I've had the previous one was built to spec this uh, Alton builds about five instruments a year I've been lucky enough to be kind of the test pilot for a lot of them, so he dropped um, a batch of them down about two years ago. Um, there were five of them, and I played this, and it just blew me away. I remember no. playing it in the kitchen at home, and it was like the resonance that it projects. It does. It's so loud. It, it's so loud. It's so clear as well. I was thinking this thing is like a piano or yeah, something. Yeah, you know? it's nearly percussive. Song, yeah, really. that's yeah, right. And just he came back. He went away for an hour or something, and he came back. I said, look, we're going to have to do, do a deal business on this. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, he, so you play it more than the one that was built yeah, for I, you. I played the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, I've played nearly every instrument he's, he's made at this stage, but uh, just this one, I couldn't I couldn't get over it. And he had a buyer lined up for the other one, so. We're going to put a picture of it up on the socials and tell you. Yeah, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Uh, and yeah. do you, can you plug that in? It's got a pickup on it. It has, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You also, while we're on the topic of instruments, you mm-hmm. bought a Crowley's music guitar, didn't you? Shirley bought it for me, actually, when we, when we got married. Do you remember when Crowley's and Cork were selling their own brand of, no, uh, towards the end? Yeah, yeah towards, it was yeah. in the noughties, yeah. 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 Who was making those? They were making them up there. Who was yeah. making them? It was a guy called Mark Kelly. He was going out with Sheena Crowley at the time. Um, and he had never really built instruments, but he just started. He built two mandolins or something. He used to call them Pishog mandolins, and they were beautiful, really nice. And then, I don't know, did Sheena suggest it or did Mick suggest it? But Mick was probably gone at that stage. They 
suggested he try building a guitar, which he did, and it was gorgeous, you know. And uh, yet the morning that I was getting married, I was out at my parents' place, and um, Shirley had organised for a guy to pick me up. So um, he arrived out in like, this 1973 Cadillac, Cadillac, big, huge thing, and it was like, come out and have a look at the car. And then he handed me this guitar case, and I was oh, thanks very much. And it was a guild case, so I thought, oh, she's bought she's me bought a guild. guild yeah. Fine acoustics anyway. Fine acoustic, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be complaining. Yeah. So I put that inside the door and without looking at the car and he kind of said, I'd see you probably want to go in and have a look at that guitar. And I was like, oh, okay. And I opened the case and there's a photograph of me because yeah. there was a photographer there and I'm just, my face dropped. I was like, she bought, the well. she bought me the Crowley's guitar. <laughs> Which, if anything else, is, it's a great instrument, but the nostalgia with it. Oh, Christ, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I mean, sure. we all dealt with Sheen and. Yeah, like, we were all in there. Like, like, yeah. like, and, and how yeah. annoying must we have been as youngsters in there pulling guitars oh, off the wall? They were very patient with they us. They were like, very patient, like, yeah. weren't they? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there was. The Most of them were. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a guy, I can't remember his name, Mick. Daly told me his name recently. He had a small little workshop about halfway down. This is when I started going in there first, so this is late 80s. About halfway down the shop, there was a little kind of a, a room in on the left, and he used to do a few repairs. I can't remember his name. but is anyway. he Foxy Hurtfeller now? No, he no. wasn't. He was a small, small, cranky-looking man. He used to wear <laughs> like a short and tie. He had short hair and glasses. Um Mick Daly told me his name, but I can't, can't remember, remember what his name was. But he had less patience. He had way less patience. So you'd be outside and you'd be messing around with soda heaven or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smoke on the water place. again. That's yeah. it. Out, yeah, out yeah. your man had come, lads, for fuck's sake, if you're yeah. not biting him, put him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone that listens to this knows that fella's name now. Yeah. It's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're rolling at it. You have to send it in. They did yeah. a couple of gigs up there too. I saw Mick Flannery playing in there one afternoon. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did a few... They were trying different stuff. And they were, yeah. yeah. Did, it, did it have a little coffee shop near the end? They no, actually took uh, put moved everything up to the Oliver Plunkett right, upstairs yeah. in the yeah. Oliver Plunkett, yeah. where the Frisky Whiskey venue is. Yeah, they used to sell instruments and have stuff up. There. That's where they moved yeah. the shop. That's right. So just why just the rent on the well, on they lost McCartan the Street. The, they closed the place up in McCartan Street, mm. and and they had stock left, so they did a deal with the Oliver Plunkett to run a music shop up there like that's right yeah. yeah they were yeah. selling strings behind the bar and things like that yeah they were yeah it's a proper venue like and that, yeah. that, that's great when you like, see that like yeah. when you yeah. see that you're in business like yeah um, and what else have you there you have a five string I have a five string banjo there as well yeah what? break it out there <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for people that don't know, like a five string banjo, so a tenor banjo, I've one there that's four strings, but yeah, the fifth string, yeah. Like it's halfway, well it's not halfway up the neck, but it's up Isn't the neck. Isn't it tuned to the song, that string? Do you don't tune you that, tune that to the song? I don't know. The mic- it's kind of odd because it's used as a drone. So. Yeah. Oh no. But, I mean, for most of us, like your idea of a drone would be something bassy that goes under it. Usually. Yeah, this yeah. is something high that pings on top of it. That so it's kind of- They're a whore of a thing to keep in tune as well. Well, strings are very light. They're light enough, yeah. They're light strings. See, this would originally have had uh, gut strings on it. Okay. Proper gut strings, you know, like before, probably before nylon was invented. So, um, yeah, you have to keep light strings on them now because, I mean, there's no truss rod or any of that kind of thing. Are you limited with the key you could play in with those? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. What key is it? What 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 is the what's the sweet? What's the string? Yeah, what's the string tuned to? What? So this is tuned. You have a G on the top. That's a D. Um, That's a G there again. What's that? An A? No, it's not. Sorry. C and yeah, that's a C and that's a D on top. So that's um that's a popular tuning in Appalachian music because it just kind of it works well for uh, for tunes and stuff. Will you give us a tune? Um, I'll do a song, maybe. I might try. These are great for doing blues. We'll have a jam, will yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, now we're talking. That's a nice capo. An old one. 
Is it yours? <laughs> <laughs> that seemed more like an inquiry than a fucking observation. <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give it back to you later. <laughs> I, took, I only took the lawn. Yeah, she's an old one. She's she was one of them one time. I'd one of them about five minutes ago. No, my father said it to me last week as well. Jeez, that's a nice cap. I said, yeah, I know, I robbed it off you <laughs> years ago and I minded it, which is something he doesn't really do with little knickknacks and paddywhacks. And what is it? Is it? It's a Donald. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never saw one like that. Is there any Cassius Hughes one like that? Yeah. Or that kind of... Yeah. Does it clip or do you... You know I had a bad... She just traded one. She traded, yeah. She just tightens. Okay. Pops up. Maybe it's hip. Feel around for my shoes. Is it a press? Or if you give me a small one. Yeah. You know I had a bad... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Feel it. Had a minnow. That's crazy. An old blues number then. People tell me Worry blues ain't bad What's tough feeling Think I most ever had The next thing I want to talk to you about yeah. is your recent commercial release mm-hmm. of your own original material. Yes. You recorded an album. Mm-hmm. And where did you record it? Um, in the bunker with Dave O'Connell. Dave O'Connell. Yeah, out in Lisgoon as it was at the time, but he's... He's, he's moved, moved to Middleton. Yeah, 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 he's in Middleton now. Hand Me Down the Moon yeah. is available now yeah. on the online outlets and... Um, uh, we'll put a link up on our socials for people to hear it. Curtain drawn on the child that was born. Now faced with what she might be. 
how what, this was your first endeavour, not into songwriting, but kind of going about recording your own material after 25 years of playing nearly. More. 30 years of playing and did it ever dawn on you before to record your own stuff as a singer-songwriter? No. To be brutally honest, I wouldn't have had the confidence to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I tried it a few times over the years where, you know, friends would and mainly it was I suppose when I was in the Kaylee All Stars, you know, you occasionally get offered a gig, you know, would you be on for opening for such and such a person or whatever? And I do it. But it was always terrible because I wasn't singing properly and I wasn't I was too self conscious as well. I'd be up there going, Christ, what are they all looking at? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you finally kind of made the leap into mm. perfecting your own stuff. And when, when was the breakthrough? When was the light bulb moment? To be brutally honest, it was getting sober. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, was, it opened up that world to you where you say, did, hang on, yeah, I can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, was, yeah. Like the voice in your head is never going to go away, but you can at least turn around and say, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me a break today, I'm not listening And also, to you. what I find... And and drink and, and, and drugs is a killer for it. You put yourself in a position musically mm. where you say, right, I have to do this here, A, B, and C, mm. play this. Mm. I don't have to set up a mic. I don't have to be out the front singing. I don't mm. have to do anything like that. Mm. And you can actually fulfill that role mm. nearly in any mindset. That's right. If yeah. your muscle memory is in it and you've done yeah. it enough times, yeah. Yeah. you could do it after 20 yeah. points. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. a lot of the times when you're drinking, you put yourself in that position. And the scary thing is the day you discover that, I think. Yeah. Uh, Hang so on, I'm 10 years now fucking dialing it in. Yeah. Going through the motions. That's right, yeah. And I haven't yeah. actually progressed. I talked to someone on the podcast before, it doesn't... But... Even without alcohol, you can do that to yourself musically. You can put yourself in a handy number, mm. a handy position, mm. and you can you can just go through the motions for as long as you like. But you as know? as you said, you'll you'll survive if you're dialing it in. But if you want to stretch yourself in any way, you're not it's going impossible. to be able to do it because yeah. you're not getting better. No, you're not. No, 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 you're no. not. So that was that was the thing for me was to to challenge myself to do it. So I mean. I'd left the Kaylee All-Stars. I'd started in the Diviners with Anthony Ruby and initially with uh, with Mick Pierce, and then we had um, Anthony's brother Kieran in the band later. So there was a bit more singing going on. Mm. Um, but still only like you might be singing three numbers in a gig or whatever. Yeah. But the lockdown thing had started to happen and, you know, I found I was messing around at home with kind of just starting to write my own songs a bit more and maybe just getting a bit more focused on it. I don't know what had happened exactly, but something locked into place where suddenly I was like, okay, I'm actually starting to craft songs because maybe the same approach that I put to arranging other music, I was starting to put into my own thing. And and again, I had the confidence now to do it as well. Yeah, and a clear head. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I was out in Dave O'Connell's place. I put a couple of bazooki tracks down for Wayne McSweeney for his um, Street Corner Messiah's album. Yeah. I just mentioned it to Dave. I said, look, I have a few bits I wouldn't mind throwing down. And uh, he said, give me a shot whenever you want. And uh, What I like about Dave's stuff uh, as a producer, mm. it's a stress-free environment. You know as soon as you get there, he's not uptight. Mm. He's not judging. No, no. And that's when you get the real good stuff, I but think. He, he's... He's a real straight shooter too, yeah, and I oh, yeah. really enjoy that. Like yeah. you know, you know, because I, I had been in situations before where you do a vocal take and you know it's some shit. Like yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't bad, but we just tra- <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna drop in there before the going to the drive. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the very start. <laughs> <laughs> we might drop in there just before yeah, you came yeah, in. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's good. 
but you need the opposite as well you need when, when you think it's shit and you say I'm not leaving that in or that's the yeah, that song no, that's is not going on yeah. and somebody says hold on no, we the need, best, that's the right. best yeah. example that's very of that. good and you need to keep at that it needs something but it's mm. stay at it mm. and you need someone like that as well of course the so, best you know. example of that I've heard recently was Noel Rogers talking about David Bowie's Let's dance, mm, right, mm. right from uh, the man who felt hurt. You know that yeah. that, that song, right? Yeah. Nile Rodgers produced that, and there's a part of Dave Bowie sings a very, very high bit. And you, yeah. you say, "Run, uh, run, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah." Cause my love for you, because really, like a flower. That part, oh, yeah, he goes out the key there. He just goes. He just his pitch goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not gonna do an impression from Nile Rogers saying <laughs> Rogers said, No, that's staying in. Yeah. Cause that's real. You know, it doesn't sound processed, it doesn't sound it, it, it's out. It's raw. But it suits the song, and you know. If you listen to the end of the song, you know, where Stevie Ray Vaughan's lead yeah. play comes oh. that's all out of tune as well. That's all out of tune as yes. But fucking I'd love to be able to play that out of tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nile Rogers he didn't care for Tuning wasn't really a thing. That's right, it, was, yeah. it was like, does the song sound right? Yeah. There's another thing with John Frusciante as well. I think Scar Tissue is the name of the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guitar is it intentionally is, it's old, put yeah, out yeah, yeah. because it's it's in tune with the song if it's if it's out by a certain yeah. amount of yeah. sense. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's yeah. interesting. Like, it is. You need someone, you need, regardless of all that. You need an extra set of ears, don't you? Recording anything? A couple. I think so. A couple. Yeah. You could you could go into a room mm. on your own. Say, I'm going to make a fucking masterpiece and sit down and fucking you're on your own and you think this is brilliant you could spend 20 years doing it and that would be terrible and then you, you call know? it Chinese democracy and put it straight <laughs> out into the bargain <laughs> yeah, yeah, bins yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I spent 20 years thinking, waiting for Chinese democracy and giving all of it and I never even gave it a good listen in I, the end actually you mentioned The Offspring earlier I remember yeah. reading a thing where they said they were going to call their next album Chinese democracy dot 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 you snooze you lose <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Yeah. <laughs> Would you do us a favour and play us one of your uh, own compositions from your new album? And uh, we'd love to hear it. Okay. That was a good say. They call that a segue in the business, man. <laughs> Thanks, on. Thanks, on. No problems, no Mike. <laughs> are we in the business, we are? Uh, well, no. By the way, actually, before we start this, we just want to say to people uh, we don't really look at analytics and we don't know if anyone's listening. If you are listening, pop us an old email. What, yeah. Do you know the email address? We have. It's a, it's it's all music podcast at gmail.com. Tell us your favourite Guns N' Roses song. Tell us your gig experiences. Tell us who you'd like to hear on the podcast. So if you are listening, if there is people listening out there, let us know because we don't know. And We're we have listeners in Indonesia. Do we do. Shout out to those in, in Indonesia. Indonesia, they're listening. Yeah. And a few yes. lads in Australia, Australia, maybe a bit homesick. Papua New Guinea. Mind yourself, lads out there tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay warm. We got a bit off Stay warm. <laughs> no, I like it. We go too far. Leave it in. Yeah. <laughs> There's about 90 million in Delhi, never mind. <laughs> I think, yeah. I we, we, we have 11 maybe. of them. Yeah, we are. That's, That's eleven more than eleven listeners. Where? India. Cop prison. India. India. They need a change from the two Norries, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you got a Patreon page? We have a Patreon page. It's, it's our music podcast. Check it out. And we have, I think, uh, we have, a, we have about 
And we get lots of reviews and stuff online from people saying, and I meet an awful lot of people who say they're listening and they're delighted, but we don't know. So if you're out there, let us know. Yeah, spread the word. I suppose the people on Facebook know what's happening each week, but the people that aren't, there's yeah. a lot of people not on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell your friends, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, this is the title track off the album, so this is called Hand Me Down the Moon. Please won't you hand me down the room? 
looking. People much. are coming down and sharing these with us. That's brilliant. Like. It's brilliant. Like. Jesus, yeah. Outstanding. Well, I do. I don't know about you, well, but I'd do it if there was no microphone. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah. This is the bonus that we have at a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. No, we did not. We, we did plan to talk about ACDC, <laughs> and we didn't, so we're going to have to do a part two. <laughs> we're just brushing over the topic. ACDC are the best band in the wild time. Okay. Uh, that's an offset. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> now, if you'd like to take it away, we'll have Thunderstruck from the top. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderstruck and a bazooki. Push, Claire. There we go. Here he's on. <laughs> oh, that's as far as I can go. I'm not Dan Murphy. The lady's just been through the roof. Now, uh, Owen, thanks for coming down. Thanks, thanks for, for sharing your time with us. Really you will be yeah. down again. We will, uh, uh, and you know what? We'll have a jam again another night. Please. I will talk more. Um, it was interesting hearing about your experiences from young age, starting out playing in bands in school, gigging professionally with the uh, 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 the Kaylee All Stars, mm. and then moving on to your own original stuff. Mm. How many done? The Moon is available now on all the major online distributors. People yeah. can get it. There will be links on our social media to show people. We spoke about your uh, instruments. We'll be mm. putting pictures up and we'll be tagging Alton in uh, our sources online if people want to have a look at your bazooki. Mm. Just thanks for coming down and it, it was great fun. And before you go, will we have one old jam? Okay. Definitely. We'll Something jam some. friendly. Just okay. play, play the whole album there. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, listen to it too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's figure something jammy out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, right. John Prine. Oh, yeah, some yeah, lovely yeah. John Prine. Yeah. Um, Paradise by John Prine, do you know that? It's in D. Cold company 
I love that song. Oh, it's a sound. Oh. Thanks for coming down. We've got everything covered, I think, don't we? Look at all. Yeah, for ACDC, we've got half. Yeah. You, know, you can do <laughs> it in the fucking car. Yeah, no, no, no. ACDC special. Thanks again, lad. That was brilliant. Really good. Thanks for coming down. Thanks, man. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to this episode of It's All Music Podcast with Kerry, Henny, and Quirky. Produced by me, Dave Quirk. Executive produced by me, Dave Quirk. Theme music by me, Dave Quirk. Incidental music by me, Dave Quirk. Talent booking by Owen Hennessy. Tea making and venue setup, Mike Carey. Yep, we're doing all this ourselves. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for us? Email us at itsallmusicpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to It's All Music Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Dave Quirk production in association with ACAST. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the It's All Music podcast with Carrie, Henny, and Quirky. We're blown away by your support. The It's All Music podcast is a completely independent self-finance venture. If you enjoy what we're doing and you enjoy listening, you can support us by heading over to our Patreon page and subscribing for three euros a month. If you don't have three euros a month, don't stress. You can still listen to the podcast. And you can support us by sharing our content on your social media pages.